0: Welcome to episode 16 of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes. The movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com.
1: And I'm Sean German of of 5MinutesOfMime.com. And with us today is a very special guest from the Airport Minute podcast, Jim O'Kane.
2: Howdy, howdy! Thanks, thanks so much for having me on. This is a really exciting time to uh, be in podcasting and to be on your show.
1: Thank you very much for coming. We're overjoyed to have you with
0: us today. Absolutely.
2: Well, it's a fun movie. I mean, this one thing about uh, doing a movies by minute podcast about Spinal Tap is I think you've got a lot of material, so a lot of good, a lot of good episodes to follow. For uh, sure. Ho- hopefully, this will be one of them. We'll, <laughs>
1: we'll find <laughs> out. I'm sure well, I'm, and I'm sure it will be. I'm yeah. sure it will be. So we are we are here to discuss minute sixteen of the movie, This Is Spinal Tap. Minute 16 uh, begins with Bobby Fleckman telling us about the White Album, and there's a phone ringing in the background. Uh, our minute ends with Ian enunciating the difference between sexy and sexist. In between, we get uh, we have Sir Dennis on the phone, and we find out that Smell the Glove will not be released. Wow. A, tra- a tragedy. i <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, th- this, this North American tour started off so promising, and uh, we're starting to get some of hints that uh, things are kind of going off the rails here. They're in the third city, so we saw them in New York, Philadelphia, now they're in Atlanta for this convention, and still the album hasn't been released
2: yeah, I was thinking about this as I was watching watching the movie again, and it just hit me that there, there's another podcast that's doing a, a, about a different movie, and this is kind of like the Star Trek Mirror Universe version of that thing you do, mm. where it, <laughs> instead of seeing a band come, becoming more and more successful and then it falls apart, this one is we were watching a previously successful band that's used to being successful just slowly having the wheels fall off as they're rolling down the highway, and just one endlessly... A cringy moment after another it's it's fascinating how, how many cringy moments they can stack in and here <laughs> here's a, a prime example of it with ian going in and trying to explain it ain't gonna happen
0: yeah yeah that's a great comparison and that's also definitely one of my favorite movies um that thing you do and i'm enjoying listening to the movies by minutes podcast of that too <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, and I was just gonna, I, I. it's interesting. I was, you know, watch these minutes over and over again. And then sitting here in front of the screen, the computer screen and watching it, I always notice something different. And I'm struck by Bobby Fleckman, all of a sudden having all this, this impetus behind her, this strength behind her to say, Look, you don't need this kind of cover, you know, the White Mm -hmm. Album. There's nothing on that goddamn cover. Like she's like from glad handing congenial to super bitch in the greatest way, like super powerful and um, full of attitude. and, And I just I like what where last the last couple of minutes to this minute, really things have changed this this dynamic between her and Ian.
2: Yeah. And it is it is a remarkable performance by Fran Drescher. I mean, who, who doesn't love Fran Drescher watching, watching her every, every minute on screen? She just has an amazing control in this movie. I mean, we're used to, I think most audiences are used to seeing her as the nanny and she's kind of naive and brash, but not... Not calculating. She's not very calculating. But in this one, she's a very calculating woman. And Mm -hmm. it's it's an amazing performance. I mean, she's 25 years old at the time this movie was being filmed and just has an incredible presence on the screen that you just uh, and and you're seeing something that you you hardly ever see in a movie nowadays, somebody holding onto both a a cigarette (laughs) pack and a lighter while she's smoking. I mean, you never see smoking anymore, but she's got the whole, you know, the the whole little store right there in her left hand. Just a, a fascinating view of times gone by that. You don't realize these these days are over until you suddenly look back and go, wow, it's a different world back then. I mean, just uh, and yeah,
0: it kind of strikes me, too, that I mean, I definitely I agree 100 percent. I love Fran Drescher and she's fantastic in this. And then her holding the uh, cigarettes, the lighter and the cigarette. The cigarette pack, the lighter and the lit cigarette also reminds me or just makes me think about the modern phone right now. It's so interesting how, I mean, I'm a person who loves to talk on the phone, but the modern phone is so not conducive to a nice long phone call. So when yeah. I see her right. holding all this stuff, it makes me think of her, you know, I, I can see a cell phone in that left hand instead and like maybe a pen or something to take notes and then um, or maybe a stylus or something. And then I long for what's in her right hand, the, the, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the big, something that yeah. cradles the face. and. The, yeah,
2: it's like a it's murder warm. weapon kind of a thing. It's just huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, I, it's a substantial yeah. prop. And when
1: she, you know, she hands it over to Ian, whereas if this was nowadays, it'd be, you wouldn't see anything. It would be, their hands would completely envelop the phone. It wouldn't yeah. have quite the same effect.
0: That or she'd here. be holding it out and have it on speaker yeah, so yeah. that he could hear what yeah. Dennis was saying they'd be sharing the conversation. One of the, and
2: just, just as an aside, one of the things that you don't, a lot of reasons that you don't see cigarettes in movies is because of the continuity problems. Usually, they'll have a couple of cigarettes burning at different lengths, and there's a there's a continuity problem here with where Fran is. She when when she starts smoking before they do the cut, uh, she's got a brand new cigarette that has just been lit, and she's taken her first drag off of it. And when she hands the phone off to Ian, it's down to the butt basically. She's got her mm. she's she's taking the last <laughs> the last little drag <laughs> off of it as she goes. Yeah, you know even though this movie was made in the vcr era i don't think any director was was considering the frame by frame examination of of the yeah. movie I
1: mean, we'll you know. we'll just pretend it took ian a really long time to walk across the room
2: yeah or or fran's got really big lungs and she just just pulled it down to the butt right in one one breath <laughs> <Just> <laughs> great great view of the 80s there everything in that pink and gray mm, you know, yeah those random geometric patterns on the walls that are probably at Goodwill stores everywhere now framed and everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You could definitely see a Nagel in there very easily. Oh, oh, easily. Yeah. the, The,
1: the lamp when Ian gets off the phone and he's turning to walk back towards the band. I, I think that's the only time you see it. it's around second forty-seven. Yeah, it's that, like a soap lamp bubble almost. Yeah, with it's a clear glass base where you can just see the one little pipe going up the middle, which has the wires and then a white white shade. My parents had that lamp or one very similar. <laughs> that certainly yeah, yeah places it, and then with the the very period artwork behind it, and then what Ian's wearing wearing sort of just a a brown on brown jacket with yeah. a a yellow, t- a yellow shirt, and
2: then a brown tie. Yeah, they're very of, earthy. They're, they're kind yeah. of like his. His jacket's made out of uh, what would be the drapes in a Winnebago. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah, I actually just paused our uh, minute here at second nineteen and got a nice glimpse of the guys. Nigel's just noticing that she's calling. Ian over so he's just kind of get getting uh, over mm. the shoulder he and yeah. the other guy with the glasses the sunglasses and it it just brought to mind like that the shining um, that little <laughs> <Yeah>. moment <laughs> yeah. the shining with the bear the kind of bear costumed weird peak in that room or um, mm-hmm. what's that other iconic moment in the um, Godfather where the, the doors are closing I don't oh know, right
1: just, yeah at the I end know.
0: I feel like I could see them, you know, a, a couple of doors that they're, they're them the way they're framed. It's just uh, evoking those two. Yeah, with just the kind of
1: the edge, you know, you see a little bit of uh, Bobby's head in the phone in the foreground, and then they're mm. in the
2: back. Oh, yeah, interesting. And he's wearing he's wearing those gradient sunglasses and the, uh-huh. yeah. Foster
0: Very... Grants probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, it's, a you know, it's, sometimes the past is best left in the past.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember these, this gold, the gold tone that's in her sweater. I definitely remember those yeah. fabrics and, you and, know. and
2: the one, the one shoulder free that's, you know, super eighties and just, it. yeah, it, <laughs> it was a tragic time. It was, it was the birth of Dockers. Everybody's wearing like, they're, they're switching out of the corduroys and moving to the Docker era. Uh, Christopher Guest wearing the uh, Gumby and Pokey, uh, t-shirt.
1: Yes. Yeah, of course,
0: and I love how it's tucked in too. It's really
2: <laughs> just it's just tucked
0: a, in and belted, you know. Yeah, it's...
2: yeah, just just to give those that 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 muffin top a, yeah. a better look.
0: <laughs> well, just looking at the
1: the belt, it's it's studded. It's like a you know a leather belt with studs, but it's a it's skinny and it's white. Yeah, it's like the if if you could have a leather studded belt that somehow was not intimidating or masculine at all it would have to be a, a you know very skinny with just one row of studs and white leather
2: yeah it, it looked like it looked like it was stolen from like a white handbag a woman's handbag <laughs> your shoulder yeah. and just run it through your run through the loops um but so much so much khaki there it's a, just yeah ten different forms of khaki but an an enjoyable it, it's an enjoyable scene and it's that uncomfortability comedy that is so, I mean, we, we see it later on in, you know, things like the office and stuff like that, or King of the Hill, where you just kind of, you, you feel yourself kind of pulling your own wheels up. Just want to stay, get off the <laughs> ground and go somewhere <laughs> and hide. It's not going to, whatever's going to happen next is not going to be pleasant. And it only gets worse and worse. You know, you just keep, they, they keep stacking it up. So it's a. Yeah. Uh, and and ahead part ahead.
1: of that is the, the natural feel that it's, it, you definitely get the feeling that, of documentary that yeah. this is real people and like the way the the phone's ringing in the background, it's an un, I'm not sure how to say this. I guess it's just unmovie. Like it's a very yeah. document. There just happens to be a phone ringing in the background, the way Bobby breaks it off that says, Oh, excuse me, that the phone's ringing. I have to go a very natural way so that when, you know, when the bad news comes and, and Nigel, you know, misinterprets um, what, what Ian's saying, it's just that more,
2: Cringeworthy. And they they know how to sell the reality. I mean, you know, things like The Office have have movies like Spinal Tap to to thank for this kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I, you've probably talked about Tony Hendra before with his background in uh, National Lampoon and stuff. They they thrived on making things look like they're almost real. Mm-hmm. My uh, my first experience with uh, Tony Hendra's humor was. Um, Well, back when the Earth was cooling in the in the late '70s, (laughs) uh, I went my my freshman year in college was at Fordham University in the Bronx. And uh, at the same time that I started going to Fordham University, I was I was commuting in from upstate New York. I used to have to go to Grand Central and go back up north to the Bronx. I used to pick up a copy of the New York Times all the time. And back when people used to buy newspapers for their news, the New York Times decided to go on strike, and they were on strike for like two months or so. And after the first month, I, I gave up looking for copies of the New York Times because I figured, well, I'll never read it. And one day I walked by a newsstand in Grand Central uh, Terminal there, and, and there were stacks and stacks of what looked like the New York Times. And I picked one up, and it was not the New York Times. And Tony Hendra was one of the uh, authors with Christopher Cerf. He had written this uh, this fake edition of, uh, of the New York Times called Not the New York Times. And he was actually on the cover. This was back when uh, after after Pope Paul VI died, there was a there was another Pope who was named John Paul the First, and he only lived thirty days, and then he died, and then they elected Pope John Paul the Second, and you know there hadn't been any news for the New York Times was announced, so people weren't reading newspapers, and this this came out, and he played he he had, he was a, he was pictured on the front page of the not the New York Times, and the headline was New Pope Dies Yet Again, uh, Cardinals <laughs> Return to Vatican City. <laughs> and he was he was named after well, after pope they had you know they had pope john the 23rd pope paul the 6th then pope john paul he had named himself after the last two uh, popes so the new guy who was played by tony Hendra in this picture was named pope john paul john paul <laughs> <laughs> and i was re uh, you know i was reading this article and they were just flat deadpan in the whole thing and it was just hysterical and incredibly brilliant i mean every every inch of this paper had a parody of of new york times as com, you know the common instead of the living section in the back it was called the having section so they had pictures of yachts <laughs> and stuff like that uh, but they they had it down to a t just like Just like the way Spinal Tap here, it shows you know you can figure this is this is a parody, but you can almost see this happening in real life, and that was the gene that, or that is he's still with us. That is the genius of Tony Hendra's type of comedy, and the way he sells it in this thing where he's like he has to talk to Sir Dennis, and he can't stand the guy because he's you know he's made he's not making his life any easier, and then he has to go translate what Sir Dennis said. Back to the band, who is you know a bunch of clueless imbeciles that he has, <laughs> he has to drag across a continent and try to sell albums. So it's it's a beautiful it's it's a beautiful thing just watching this watching all of them. But I I, I particularly like watching Tony Hendricks tr- just try to sell sell this miserable character that he's that he's got to live through.
0: Yeah, and this is quite a little turning point here too because he's been kind of stringing the guys along a little bit with this sort of it seemed like something was brewing underneath you know something's not quite right he's sort of stringing them along and now now there's no there's no turning back this is this is the reality right in front of everybody this this album is not coming out
2: yeah it it's, uh, <laughs> it's- you just you just want to you you do you just want to you want to get up out of the theater and leave at this point because it's just gonna you feel like gonna be just too uncomfortable to sit through the rest. This is like watching chemo or something. It's
0: just,
2: oh my goodness. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't want to be around the band when they when they find out all this stuff. But we're gonna we're gonna find out about them a little bit more on this in the next minute. We're gonna just yeah. it ain't getting any better.
0: Well, and the guys, yeah, the guys in the band are doing some great open mouthed. <laughs> um, <laughs> acting just mouths agape with just those horrible job. cold sores, slack jawed. Yeah, they, they're really doing a great job of selling what their experience is too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they're all, they're all accomplished writers so they can all feed off of each other. So I mean, it's, it's nice. I mean, they, they do a lot of, imp- they've done a lot of improv work in the past, but it's just nice seeing that each of them knows how to play their, their part of the scene. Mm-hmm. It must have been fascinating. I would think there's probably 10 or 12 outtakes of every scene in this movie, and I would just love to see an ultimate compilation (laughs) of all the raw footage that was just left. They they had to probably leave a lot of stuff on the floor.
0: Yeah, I've actually, um, I know I have on the Blu-ray a bunch of extras, and I've actually found so much out of the individual minutes that I've Mm -hmm. actually stayed off of that just because I didn't want to be overwhelmed. In fact, I almost thought the other day we could practically do this whole movie again just with the commentary and the extras, you know, like Mock yeah, 2 that. of Spinal Tap Minute.
1: <laughs> <When> <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching a lot of the um, deleted scenes, so there's a lot of stuff they filmed and a lot of scenes that, that didn't make it into the movie. And we probably could do even more minutes, uh, you know, and cover those minute by minute. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I haven't found any alternate takes for the stuff that's in there. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so much of this of this is in the editing, and then so much of it is in the wonder of nature that is Christopher Guest. You know, I I believe this guy's an idiot when he says, you know, <laughs> what's wrong with being sexy is just <laughs> the, the stupidest thing like you could possibly say in that moment. What what could be worse?
2: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and Anybody and he sells it. Yeah, this is the same guy that was going to be up against the Nagle Montoya. You know, and and. You're like, (laughs) how can that be? How can it possibly be this guy? It's incredible how how it keeps going with this. I do know there was, I I remember seeing a long time ago, there was a, uh, there's a deleted scene from this featuring Bruno Kirby, who was the, uh, he's the limo driver. Right. And uh, they talk him into smoking a joint, and he's like, this stuff never affects me. And then the immediate cut after that is him in like bikini underwear singing my way (laughs) or something. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it,
2: it, uh, it, it, I mean, I, I guess they just you know the scenes like that. They just had to cut it down because there's just not enough room for all the stuff that they that they could have done. It, it's it's great knowing that that they had such a wide variety of things to choose from, and uh, the, the cast is un, unbelievably good. For I, I can't imagine trying to get some something similar to this nowadays. Although you know there there are modern things that, that go well on this. it's it, it, These guys though were were champions at pioneering these things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, even a movie like Walk Hard which I really like a lot. I never think it's a real movie. You know, I mean they go Walk Hard is something that I enjoy and think that the music is very good and and there's a lot of great jokes in it, but I still and there's cringe moments and such, but yeah, it's not shot like a documentary and it's and it doesn't have that real I mean, they're they're going for something different, making it But just as an example, of something a little bit more recent.
2: Yeah, and I think one of the keys to me what makes a good movie is rewatchability, and this movie has incredible rewatchability. You can you can sit and just watch the different characters and just follow them through. And there's just so many little bits of of stuff going on that you're like, wait, what does that mean? Like the there's um, I think this is the first scene where we start seeing the uh, the shared herpes. uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: this, this, uh
2: we're we're getting a hint of it now, but I think I, I think in the next minute it'll it'll start being a little bit more clear. Like, wait a minute,
0: <laughs> yeah, so, uh,
2: just yeah. I think that the best shot
1: we we saw a little bit in minute fifteen, minute seventeen. Might you get the best look of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so this we we and we start to get a little bit of a hint of. There's a shift in the relationship between Ian and the band. So he's been, and we've talked a little bit about this previously. He's kind of been their rock and he's been, well, we're not real, we're not sure if he's, you know, if he's incompetent or if he's a great salesman. But he, you know, we, we had the minute where the Boston gig gets canceled and he just said, oh, don't worry about Boston. It's not a big college (laughs) now. Yeah. You know, is he, does, does he not know how ridiculous that statement is or is he, purposely just trying to protect the band and, and and allow them to concentrate on performing and now you know that's that's starting to fall down where he's he's got to confront them with we're not they're not playing with the packaging or anything like that it's straight up as is this album isn't going to be released and he's got to break the bad news and their faith in faith
2: is is going to be tested for uh for the next couple minutes yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm not sure when he hasn't brought up the cricket bat yet because that, that's one of my, my favorite Ian right. scene Is explaining yeah. that it's, it's always good to have a <laughs> your hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> having to live the life that he's living you can it explains a lot about why he's carrying a good size with, him, with him. and you have to you have to consider that spinal tap isn't his first you know his first time at the rodeo this he's probably had to de- deal with a lot of loser bands that polymer records has signed up and he's got to just coddle them through until he he gets them off their off his plate just a, just a terribly tragic figure um, <laughs> but funny at the same time
0: yeah. definitely
1: yeah, there's there's one deleted scene, and I think it's around. It would have been around the time they filmed this, where he's actually on the phone with Sir Dennis, and he's talking about another band. He's like, "I'm on tour. I saw this other band. I think they're really good. I think we should sign them." Mm. Um, and then then the band, then Derek and and Nigel and David walk in. Then he's got to kind of hush it up. It's kind of like, uh, you know, he's, he he got caught talking to uh, to the girlfriend when his wife walks in. It's a that kind of <laughs> moment. But uh, yeah, he, he you know he knows the drill and he knows he's got to keep keep these guys happy um, or whatever it takes to keep them going on stage and performing.
2: Yeah, it, <laughs> that it can that it can still make you laugh after you've seen the movie a couple of times. That's, that's yeah. definitely a, mar- a mark of a great a great script and great acting.
0: Yeah, it's been a real pleasure going through. I started to when we decided to do this movie, I started to watch the whole movie again, and I thought, you know what? No, I'm just gonna stop and and just watch it minute to minute so it's like a great little like oh yeah oh good we're at this mi-. you know it just, it's oh, just so you, you still haven't watched the whole thing yeah no i oh, haven't okay.
1: <laughs> wow see i did the as soon as yeah I, I did the exact opposite i've i've watched it at least three times all the way through in addition to watching all the individual minutes so that's funny i hadn't i didn't realize you hadn't watched it all the way through so that's exciting
0: Yeah. Yeah, No, it has. It has one of our other um, future guests. He had emailed us this week saying, oh, my gosh, I just saw my minutes. I'm so excited for my what minutes I have. So I went and looked at those minutes. So I did hop ahead a few minutes and I oh, my God, I can't wait to get to those minutes. You know, (laughs) they're all good minutes. There's no no duds. You know, they're all great minutes.
2: are, Are you having anybody on who hasn't seen the movie yet?
0: We are going to. Yeah. We're, our plans are to have uh, Gary and Victoria from Harry Potter Minute. She has seen it. He has not. Oh, that'll be fun. So he'll be watching it, but just, you know, before. Does, before. Is he just going to yeah.
1: watch his minutes or does he plan on watching it before he comes on?
0: I think he's planning on watching the whole thing. Okay.
1: But it was, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how yeah how it ages in this day. And, and Jim, you mentioned things like The Office there's and there's the intellectual heirs to to this kind of work are around and widespread and evolved into to modern culture. So, it'll be interesting to see someone getting their first take of uh, kind of something that maybe not the first of its kind, but the um, maybe the, the biggest up to this point.
2: Yeah. And, and just trying to, I mean, I, I would assume that Modern audiences are relating to Christopher Guest as oh he's the guy from The Princess Bride, or Michael McKean is he's the guy from Better Call Saul, or right, yeah, and Harry Harry Shearer is uh, best known as uh, Homer Simpson's neighbor, so yeah. <laughs> and about fifty
1: other people in yeah film. exactly yeah.
2: So it, it' interesting seeing where where people are coming from as their 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 base points for looking at this film.
1: Yeah. Well, and I wonder if it'll mirror my experience watching Airport recently. So as I said in my introduction, Jim O'Kane hosted Airport Minute where he did something similar to what we're doing here, discussing Airport one minute at a time and had me on as a guest. And i had actually been listening to the podcast, but hadn't seen the movie yet. And then when he invited me to be a guest, I'm like, well, I should watch this movie finally. And it was very comfortable in that so many disaster movies have latched on to what almost, which it's cliche now, but it wasn't cliche then because they were, they were inventing the cliches both in serious disaster movies and um, spoofs and parodies like airplane that it was very comfortable. And I felt, uh, you know, I kind of felt I'd seen the movie before I I'd seen it. So I wonder if someone watching spinal tap now Things like you know this goes to eleven and none more black are, are kind of the things I would think even someone who hasn't seen the movie would kind of know
2: those things. But yeah. we'll see. yeah, it's uh, it's always flabbergasting to me how many people listen to the uh, the Airport Minute podcast without having ever seen the movie. That was just like I don't I don't know if I would listen to a, a show that <laughs> I haven't seen the movie to. But I'm glad I'm glad they do. I'm glad. Thank thank you for being on the show. And yeah, you, you had you had said that they kind of you had had your. Uh, your parameters set already by seeing movies like Airplane. That mm-hmm. these were all common things that were being parodied. But it's like, oh, this is where it all came from. And I think the idea of a fake documentary, a comedy documentary, uh, this, The Office owes everything to Spinal Tap in uh, in terms of getting a general audience to accept. Oh, this is how it is. It's fake, but it's, I can I can live with it.
0: Totally.
1: One other thing I, I just noticed about this minute or mm-hmm. not just now, but just watching this minute in, in preparation is there's background music. I don't know if there's, there's like music in, in this kind of cocktail party that they're attending, which was kind of struck me as weird because the rest of the movie, you know, a lot movies usually have scores. There's background music. And if there's an emotional moment, there's a buildup and, and that kind of stuff. Whereas other than, what I thought was other than the band performing, there's no music or almost no music in, in the movie. there's no there's no score. there's no music that's just background that isn't natural to to the environment um, which just adds to that that documentary feeling because usually in real life there's there isn't music just playing in the background everywhere you know unless you're yeah. like in an elevator or something like that.
0: If it was in my real life, there'd be a podcast playing in the background <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even notice that. I'll have to go back and watch this yeah, and minute it, one it,
1: more time. It's kind of mixed in with just the the chatter, the murmurs in the background. and I can't make out what what it is, what the song is, but there's definitely like a, just a little piano in the background. Um, and i but I, I think this may be the only scene. That has that that has background music, you know, music that isn't the band but it, performing. It,
2: it, it's uh, and and it's also what, as you were describing before. I think the technical term is uh, diegetic sound. It's it's mm-hmm. part of it's part of the actual audio that's going on. It's not non diegetic like a soundtrack or a right uh, you know, a stinger or that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it's it's and again that that would be a feature of uh of a documentary. So <laughs> it's it, you know I, w- I would keep thinking about how. Difficult this movie would be to make right now because I don't think uh, Fran Drescher's character would be getting the news over the phone. I think she would have gotten a text and it would be <laughs> texting <laughs> furiously back and forth to them. And they'd all be reacting to her text without um, Ian having to put the phone down while he's chatting with them. You know, a lot probably all of them would be somehow you know, on their phone staring at different things.
0: Definitely. Uh, right. Yeah. Wow,
2: it, it, different. You know, again, this is all within our lifetime, so it's just kind of a it, it's it's like looking at stagecoach days. You're just like, wow,
0: <laughs> people
2: actually used to sit in a room and talk to each other, and they wouldn't even they wouldn't even know they had phone messages. They, you know, they'd have to go home and get them or something, or, or call in and get them.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I know it is. It's amazing how different it is today. And I actually will have to leave my phone in the other room just to keep myself from you know checking in on <laughs> the latest. Tweet or whatever, just because I'm so used to having it nearby and available, and um it's so yeah, yeah. I, I i like or these good old days.
2: Even think even things like smoking indoors. That's just like wow, she's actually smoking indoors yeah. <laughs> in a public building, you know, <laughs> a, a rental thing. Well, an inn. This
1: is uh, you know, like a, a hired suite or rented suite in a hotel that you know, not even you know, I'm sure in in your own home, people who smoke, you know, can decide whether yeah. or not they want to smoke in their own home but she's you know here you're in a public place with people it's a, in a business event this is yeah, they you know it's a, it's this isn't a fun party this is a
2: work party yeah they they lose their deposit for the room if
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i know and it does remind me of those a couple of times in life where you have um, requested a non-smoking room, but mm-hmm. somehow things get messed up and you end up in some old room that's been, people have been smoking in for 50 years and it just, yeah, there's, you know, there's a light film secreting. on all the mirrors. And, yes.
1: Yeah. Well, and in in the smell for for folks that, you know, never smoked or, ha- or haven't been around smokers or in a smoking room, um, you know, you don't know the this, this smell that that this hotel room has anyone who has, you know, lived with a smoker or been around smokers knows what this room smells like. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. it, just seeing, yeah. um, you know, Bobby
2: light that cigarette, you know, this whole room. You know what that, you know what that phone smells like, and you know what it feels <laughs> like. Too. Oh my gosh! I mean, how many times back then would you like wipe the earpiece on your elbow uh, on your shirt? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, oh my gosh! Oh. Yeah, some, yeah, sometimes the past And On that note,
0: yeah. <laughs> so
2: enjoy, your, enjoy your dinner <laughs> or breakfast or whatever you're, you. Yeah, know.
0: you're. Oh my gosh, I'm having a visceral reaction to yeah. that, for yeah. sure. <laughs> so. Everybody
2: on the everybody on their treadmills at the gym listening to this on a podcast is probably reaching for the, uh, the hand hand uh, sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. some more Purell. I don't. Right. I don't even think Purell had been
1: invented at this point. When when this movie uh, occurs, yeah, I no. think everybody everybody use wash and
2: dries instead.
0: Yeah, or, yeah, or baby wipes. Talent. One yeah, of my friends used baby to use wipes, baby so. wipes all the time. Ugh. Well, speaking of baby wipes, no, I, I have no <laughs> sick. <laughs> um,
2: if you, you could the pull last... a segue out of that, I'd be a, I'm, very
0: impressed. Um, so I'm just kind of looking here. We sort of made our way across this minute here to the what's wrong with being sexy uh was there anything else that either one of you wanted to comment on specifically about this minute or we sh- should we start wrapping it up
2: i want that shirt oh no actually i, I want i want bed sheets with gumby and pokey know, oh that, that would, would be, be awesome. cool yeah yeah
0: that would be great
2: so i, I wonder how much uh art coke art coakley's locally Coakley, coakley's uh estate gets every time this movie is shown. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, if it's anything near what the guys that made it are getting, he's probably not getting too much. <laughs> yeah. He's probably yeah, got to
1: sue if he wants anything, or his estate
2: does. Yeah. I was thinking though, he he is a British it's a British character. I don't think he would have an experience with Gumby. and <coughs> Post.
0: Well, my dog has something ah. to say on the matter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think Gumby yeah,
2: I, I kind of wondered that
1: myself because well, this her is... name
0: is, her name is pokey. My dog's oh, name is pokey. Oh, so she's, she yeah. her name. She, she's like, finally, we're talking about something I can relate to. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: cause yeah, Nigel wears a, a different, a couple different Gumby and, and pokey shirts. At one point he's got a shirt with a, like a breast pocket and a little Gumby figure in it. Yeah. Um, so at some point in his travels, you know, either, either Gumby made it over to, uh, to the UK or possibly on one of their previous tours.
2: Yeah, or maybe Art is, is a, you know, Art Clokey Klo- is, a, is a big uh, Spinal Tap fan and <laughs> they started a long correspondence together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can see him, um, I could see why he would like Gumby. He's always setting off on interesting psychedelic, you know, adventures. So I could see like how he the, could the kindred relate. Kindred
1: spirit, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, cool. Well, I don't all really right. have anything else for this minute. I just love, again, knowing that we can take one minute of this all, you know, all in one one room, one tan and light pink, pale beige room and talk about it for a goodly sum of time here. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I mean, the 80s are a great thing, but I do not miss them at all. And, and minutes like this just gonna show.
0: Up. <laughs> 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 Agreed agreed and pokey agrees too so maybe we should wrap this up and i can go see what she's (laughs) barking about i don't know if you guys can hear it but i can hear it so yeah so uh we hope you've enjoyed the 16th episode of spinal tap minute We're in our third week of podcasting, and I just wanted to take a moment to thank everyone for joining us on this adventure. I'm having a ball. It's great to be doing this with Sean, and uh, like I said earlier, getting to know him through, you know, recording these podcasts with him. And today is just a great example of us. We're all of the... What this is like, where how it can bring us all together across many, many miles. Mm-hmm. We're all uh, spread out across the U.S., and so just I love that we can all get together and and uh, talk talk tap together. So thank you, Jim, for joining us today.
2: Thanks yeah. for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, and and Ditto. I, I echo all those sentiments, um, Heidi. So yeah, thank you for for making this possible. Thank you, Jim, for for joining us today. I hope you can come back tomorrow and we can talk a little bit more tap. And uh, all you folks out there in podcast land, uh, thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, So I guess there's only uh, one more thing left to say. Uh, Until next time, and so say all of us, Tap Tap into America. America!